You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600 ESPN El Paso. It's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Bradas, Sal Montes, and Zay Galindo. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, Classic Elegance Coaches, the District Pub and Kitchen, Wind Supply El Paso, and New Start Homes. Call into the show at 915-505-609 or interact with the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on social media. Here's your host, Adrian Bradas. We are live. Minor Talk is here. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got several locations across El Paso. They are available online, OscarArietaAgency.com, for your home, your auto, your life insurance. Uh, whatever you need, the Oscar Arieta Agency can help out, even with business commercial insurance. That's the Oscar Arieta Agency. They've got a bunch of locations in town, and they are here to serve you. Well, we're talking about another UTEP loss, and this is a significant one, a historic loss for the Miners, uh, for that matter. New Mexico State defeated UTEP today in the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10, 28-7. I'm joined by Sal Montes. Jason Craig will stop by here later on, the official DJ of UTEP Athletics. Um, despite a 7-7 tie at the half, New Mexico State shut out the Miners 21 to nothing in the second half. They they scored 21 unanswered points to win their first Battle of I-10 since 2019. UTEP, who is now 2-6 and six on the season, has not lost as badly to New Mexico State at home at the Sun Bowl since 1961 when they lost 42-6. to six. Uh, This is the first time in uh, about 100 years or so, thanks to Rachel Phillips, thanks to Colin Deaver, that NMSU has beat both their rivals uh, on the road in a single season. It's New Mexico on the road, and then they beat the Miners on the road. Sal... Um, this was a gut punch to some minor fans, but I can't tell you that I was that surprised. I, I just find the fact, you know, the fact that the, it unraveled the way it did, it's disappointing. I thought maybe they would have turned a corner at FIU. I, I still, you know, I picked them to win in the pregame show, but I, you know, in, in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Aggies yeah. uh, to or for the Miners to actually beat the Aggies. The Aggies are a good team. The Miners are a bad football team right now, and they've got a lot of injuries that continue to pile up. But still, zero excuses on this team, still a lot of veterans, still a lot of seniors, and we're talking about a three-touchdown loss for the Miners at home in the Battle of I-10. Throw the records aside. Throw Whatever is, uh, you know, the storylines for both these teams aside, in a rivalry game, there should never be a deficit like that, uh, you know, despite who's on which roster, who's where. You know, I I don't care about that. It's UTEP, New Mexico State. This is a, a matchup where you're supposed to throw the record books out the window. Yet in this one, UTEP falls, and it was really the second half, zero adjustments and very disappointing uh, effort from the Miners in the second half. Yeah, and something that we haven't seen, if we're being honest, in, what, three, four years. Uh, You know, maybe even beyond that, UTEP just has not been a solid uh, second-half team. And 
take that for what you will. They haven't been a solid team for majority of the game in any game that you want to pick. Uh, but if we could really hammer down and say, hey, there's a certain aspect of this game where you know the Miners really, really have a, a poor chance themselves and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot to not really do anything, that's the second half. And it's just another uh, another chapter in the book that is UTEP, if we're being honest, Adrian. They lost this game by three touchdowns. Really could have been 31-7 to if it wasn't for Praise's second block of the of the season. Uh, but with all that being said, though, you look at what hampers the Miners and so many things went wrong today. And they're the root cause of that. Yes, New Mexico State is the better team, but don't give them more uh, more ammunition, so to speak. Don't give them more reason to pounce on you because the difference between UTEP and New Mexico State, if UTEP gets up, hypothetical, if they get up 14-7, to they're going to try and play a bit conservative. The difference with New Mexico State they jumped on them. They jumped on them early, um, you know, in the second half, and they never let up after that. Right. I mean, you think you talk about their second half possessions offensively to open up the third quarter. New Mexico State started off with a touchdown drive. It was capped off by a Diego Pavia six-yard touchdown pass, which was a nice little uh, like a jump. It was actually under center play fake, and he hit his tight end for six yards out. They go up fourteen to seven. To your point, Sal, UTEP punts. New Mexico State gets the ball back. Then Pavia runs it in from 41 yards out. So UTEP's down 21 to 7 at this point, And the body language on the sideline is awful. It's about as atrocious as you can imagine. And then UTEP uh, starts to move the ball on their following drive down 21 to 7. They go all the way. Uh, they cross midfield. They get a, you know, they get past midfield thanks to a fourth down conversion. Then it was a fourth down incompletion on the next set of downs turnover on downs for the miners then turnover on downs on their next drive and to close out the game you guessed it turnover on downs miners just unable to get back in the end zone and after that fourth down incompletion new mexico state turns around and what do they do they they score a touchdown three straight touchdown drives for new mexico state coming out of the second half and that tells you all you need to know right there about their dominance and for the defense for the miners you know what um allowing 253 yards on the ground for New Mexico State. Inexcusable. This is a veteran-led defense right now, and I know they face injuries, but they've also regained a couple players from injury that they didn't have otherwise in, in weeks past. Uh, I was just disappointed in their, the lack of run-stop, uh, run-stopping defense from this team, and it felt like every time Diego Pavia needed to get like a third down play, a yeah. big play, he got it. He had everything. He, had, he just went in his bag if it was a third and long maybe he'd run maybe he'd throw a pass whatever it was it felt like he was a playmaker on those downs that counted for New Mexico State and UTEP just could not get off the field I mean if uh, there was a set there was a one play in the uh, lay part of the first actually this is this is going to go back to you know by UTEP and this is one that uh, minor fans were definitely scratching their heads on New Mexico State's first touchdown drive was really catapulted but uh, off the fact that Maurice Moes Moreland had an unnecessary roughness penalty on third Man. down that set up a 34 yard run from New Mexico State and then that led to a Pavia 10 yard touchdown run on his side they go up seven to nothing on the second drive 
drive of the first half. That one was one that minor fans were furious about on social media. They were really disappointed with the fact that uh, UTEP just, you know, has these uncharacteristic, undisciplined, not uncharacteristic, undisciplined penalties or just errors that happen at the worst possible times. No, big time, and that's something that's uh, that's contributing to them not winning games. And, and there's a laundry list of things that go wrong, things that UTEP does wrong, being the reason why they don't win. But just evident today, and and the craziest part, Adrian, is that that's just one of a of a couple of uh, boneheaded plays by the miners, boneheaded mistakes where it doesn't help you out. And it makes you look incredibly undisciplined. And we've seen that the last four or five years. It's it's crazy. Our telephone number here to get started on the show, 915-505-6009. We're missing you, Tebze, tonight. Oh, the third member of our team. Uh, Jason Craig will will stop in, maybe try to play a little you know filler for Zay. But unfortunately, Zay, it's a school night. Zay can't come. I mean, it's like we would have banned him if he tried to come in. The key card wouldn't have worked. That happened to Joanna from the morning show this morning. Morning. Uh, she tried to get in the no her key card wouldn't work, and she was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Is this how it's how it ends?" Like, no. the- <laughs> oh, and you know what the crazy part is? That's the morning show, so right? she, that's probably around 4 a.m. Right, like 4.30, 4 a.m.? Oh, yeah, I mean, and uh, key card not working, that's a, that's a little <laughs> scary right there. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Zay will, will be back uh, in action next week. Our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. Um, I'm Adrian. He's Sal. We do this show, Minor Talk, after every UTEP football game and after every men's basketball game as well. Uh, we'll sprinkle in some women's basketball coverage in the mix as well. Uh, and we are talking about UTEP falling in the Battle of I-10, 28-7. If you would like to weigh in on the show, there's multiple ways to do it. Send us a post on social media, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can hashtag Minor Talk. We'll read it there. Tag us, Adrian Bratis, Sal Montes. Uh, tag us on social media as well, and we'll read your comments out loud. Or send us a message via 600 ESPN El Paso also on social media multiple ways to get in on the show uh let's just get the phone line started now our telephone number 915-505-6009 here's how i stand on on this game i mean I, I, it's really simple okay number one did i think Cade mcconnell play a great game no not necessarily our guy uh Cade mcconnell did i think that he was put in bad positions 100 percent, yes it's kind of like who do you blame do you blame uh the the play caller do you blame the quarterback i just thought that they were on different pages throughout the game in this one and Cade started off pretty sharp it was the second half i felt like where the confusion started to pile up and then i just really didn't like the receiving play by the miners in this one if i had to look at the stat uh, for targets and catches 32 targets on only 15 catches today Sal Uh, yeah it just wasn't clicking it wasn't right and Zay texted me hey this is why you know I still believe Gavin Hardison is the best quarterback on this roster Mm. Uh, you know Zay could take a little bit of a victory lap I was on the boat that they should start Cade McConnell in this game they did they rolled with him Uh, Gavin Hardison still inactive Jake McNamara inactive as well the only other quarterback available Kevin Hurley Dana Dimmel didn't feel like he had an opportunity to throw him in the mix how do you view the quarterback position off this game Uh, you know what I can honestly say that with Hardison, um, it wouldn't make a difference, or at least in my opinion, it wouldn't have made a difference. I think they're still losing because it was just an incredibly uh, poorly coached game, incredibly um, played uh, 
poorly played game by the defense and the offense. And we've seen Hardison four years or so. There's not enough of a very, very large sample size that would convince me that they could come out on top if he were to play. I, I don't even know what his yeah. record is against the Aggies. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, and I, I actually I think it's not too bad. I, I think it's actually a pretty good record. Uh, but still, it's a good point that I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. Diego Pavia, by the way, I, I can't start the phone lines without giving him credit and giving credit to New Mexico State. I mean, they look, uh, man. The team that came in into town last year and lost 20 to 13 to UTEP last year, where they rallied back. UTEP was up 17 nothing at the half. They come back, make it a little interesting. It's like 17 13. UTEP kicks a field goal to go up a touchdown, and they hold uh, defensively to win that game. They look like a completely different team from just one year ago when you reflect back on that game last year. And the Miners just won by a touchdown. But this team has swagger. This team has an identity. This team has moxie. This team is trending in the right direction. This team could, could uh, contend for a Conference USA championship if they continue to win this way. Mm. Diego Pavia, one of the best players in Conference USA, I'll just say it. Uh, 186 through the air, two touchdown passes, under just under 100 rushing yards, 96 on the ground tonight, and four total touchdowns. Call, I mean, just crown him already, Sal. Yeah. Conference USA Player of the Week again next week. I'm just going to already call it. You, you know what? B- before I give him credit, um, let me let me backtrack and um, and. Uh, Mentioned I did put my foot in my mouth. He's undefeated against the Aggies, 2-0. Yeah, I did think Zay said that, some of that. Uh, but even with that, though, I still don't think it, that they would have come out on top. So I'm wrong. Shout out to, to Gavin being undefeated against uh, New Mexico Regardless, State. Regardless. I knew what your point but, was, but, uh, Sal. Now back to uh, Diego Pavia. This guy was incredible today. Completely owned, you know, the offense when he went out there he was commanding i haven't seen a playmaker like that and an actual playmaker when i'm saying the guys have have done well in the sun bowl against the miners but just being a, a brute force and doing whatever he wanted on a, on offense against the miners and ironically enough adrian you know you go back some weeks ago there's rumors or, or apparent video that he peed on the um on the albuquerque lobos field correct well, he crapped all over Utah oh, today. Oh, the man. There, there's no disputing mm. it. You can honestly watch him play today, or if you watch tape, on those third and longs, third and 20-something, still almost gets it. You have a feeling like they're going to give up that first down on third and long. When he had the ball, it wasn't it wasn't a good thing for the Miners, and he's going to he's gonna keep that going throughout the rest of the year. I'm excited to see what he could do, but um, a very, very bad day on defense uh, due to the, the force that is Diego Pavia. Incredible performance. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's get it started. We've got George, Adam from the east side, and Mineto lined up. Let's burn through some calls, then we'll get to some posts, and then we'll continue here on Minor Talk. If you're trying to weigh in on the show, be patient. We'll get to you in just a little bit. First, let's start with George. Hey, George, good evening. What's going on, man? Well, it was it was another disappointing loss, and once again, I couldn't have expected anything more than than uh, what I expected from last last week's game. Totally different team that came out. I think they came out from the get go already already uh, lost. Uh, that they they've already uh, with that feeling of not having even a fight to to want to win this game. Uh, the running attack was working semi good, uh, but I've always been a firm believer. Like I said. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. You establish the run, and it opens up the passing game. 
Kate was put like uh, like Sal said, he was put in a lot of compromising positions, and I think had the receivers been able to uh, create some more uh, catches for him, it, it could have been different. There was a lot of uh, confusion uh, in routes, uh, uh, just a lot of unpreparedness, and I think that goes to coaching. Now, one of the thing, one of the issues that I have with Demo is that he praises other coaches. You know, when you're when it's game time and you're in a game, that's your enemy over there on the other side. Regardless of how you know him, how he's been a friend of yours for many years, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, praise is praise, but, you know, show your team that you have a fight and, and nobody's going to come into your stadium and beat you the way that NMSU did. And uh, this is one of the games to me that matters the most because I've been a long-time UTEP fan, and to lose to the Aggies the way we lost, it just showed that they came and, and, and took that trophy and, and just gloated out of there. You know, and it was just, that was an uncalled uh, penalty by, by Westmoreland. Uh, you know, that's, that is discipline issues, you know. Come on. I mean, there was just no fight in this team at all, you know, at all. And I, it doesn't matter whether it was Cade. You know, which I think he played a decent game. He didn't turn the ball over uh, with Hardison. Nope. You know, it was Hardison. Who knows how many turnovers would have there would have been? You know, you, I, I get it. He's two and zero against the Aggies, but I don't think it mattered. Who who you could put Tony Romo back there. You could put Dak Prescott back there. It didn't matter. They were getting to him, and they put him in a bad position, not in a position to win. And it doesn't matter if if you have bad coaching. It's gonna create uh, a, a bad outcome. I mean, this is the issue I have. Why did we not go for it on fourth and one before the half? Why? Why did we turn the ball over? Why did we punt it and then have them come down the down, knowing that in the second half you you were gonna get, have to give it to them again? You know, worst case scenario, you give it to them at the at, at the at the 50-yard line, but it, it, they, they still drove down and, and almost got a field goal before the half. I mean, just go for it. Show your team that you have a little bit of fight, that you want to fight, you know? Who knows what would have come out of it. It's a really good point. I mean, I I just didn't like that call at all, George. I, I'll be honest with you. I put an asterisk on it. I texted Sal. I texted your son, Zay. I thought, you know, after that McConnell 27-yard pass, uh, I think it was to, to Jeremiah Ballard, the – uh, play. I mean, the new set of downs goes near midfield. That was a cool play, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was a really yeah. good job by the the offense there, and I felt like, wow, okay, the offense is starting to find a little bit momentum. It's the end of the first half. It's a tie game, seven seven. On the previous drive, Kanias Vaughn had a uh, an absolutely amazing sack for the Miners' uh, defense, and then UTEP drives it around the fifty. The drive stalls, fourth and one, and they elect to punt. And the way that that happened, and not to even throw your offense out there to maybe draw the defense off sides or maybe have a little bit of deception. No, you instead punt it, 
and it goes into the back of the end zone. It's a touchback. New Mexico State gets the ball back. They get a big 40-yard pass play. I'm texting Sal frantically like, hey, this is all what we talk about. Bad end to the first half. Bad close to first half by this uh, coaching regime. And by the way, George, I appreciate your phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Um, But Sal, this is like, we sound like a broken record. Just uh, put on any previous minor talks over the past couple years and you'll hear us complain about their lack of awareness late in the first half. And, um, you know, that's just one of those things that never really improves with this team in this specific regime right now. Why are they so bad at the end of halves, Sal, whether it's offensively or defensively? Just, like, get to the half. I mean, that's what they were doing by punting there. Oh, we're going to just get to the half. No, 91 seconds on the clock. New Mexico State uh, had a chance for that chip-in field goal, and it was Praise Amele who came up big with that blocked field goal. If it wasn't for that saving blocked Ooh. field goal, we would be talking about uh, New Mexico State going up 10-7 to at the half. No, big time, especially when um, they only had seven points you know, up to that point, and that was the last drive, in my opinion, where any sort of momentum existed on offense. But this is just another game where there's uh, – no sense of urgency, a severe sense of complacency saying, hey, we could go in here tied at the half. Well, you don't score again the rest of the game. I, I don't understand it, but I don't expect anything different. We've seen this time and time again. Numerous games we can mention this. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. Let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009. Appreciate the full phone lines right now. Uh, and we'll get to social media in just a little bit. Apologies if I sound a little hoarse. Um, the allergies are definitely getting the best of me. Definitely not sick, just uh, allergies getting the best of me tonight. Adam from the east side is joining us next. Adam, good evening. What's happening, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, we're hanging in, Adam. What did you think of this game? Uh, I mean, um, for me at this point, you know, Jim Center isn't welcome or or fit to be an athletic director. Um, This is what he has accepted. Um, and I feel like he himself has accepted this. And, you know, it's just something that's affected the whole community. Um, you know, we, we, we show up, uh, you know, great crowd on a Wednesday night, give both communities, um, you know, a big round of applause for that. But, um, you know, as much as I don't like Mario Mocha, he's, he's the do more with less athletic director. I mean, I, I don't. I, I'll just say it. I, I don't like him, but he is the do more with less athletic director, and um, you know it, it's evident in you know all but one of his um, coaching hires. So you know, give credit where credit is due. Um, secondly, I'm with you right there on that fourth and one call. You have a UTEP team who's two and five, nothing to lose. The New Mexico State Aggies across for, across for them. You have to gain one yard in which there's about a minute and a half left, which you can continue to possibly go up by seven at the half. Instead, you know, the field position wasn't necessarily the best, but at two and five, really, what do you have to lose at the end of the day? What, what, what do you have to lose? You're two and five. You have the Aggies across from you. And with a featured back like Deion Hankins, you're saying that you cannot gain a yard. And so what you do is is you give them the ball, which we already know they were going to dink and dunk it all the way down the field because UTEP is just going to keep the ball in front of them, and then it's going to give the Aggies a chance to score. But you give them a two-for-one 
And so they get they get two possessions, you know, back to back. And so um, it's a complete embarrassment. Dana Dimmel is an embarrassment. Um, you know, the questions that are served up to him post game. I hate to say it is an embarrassment. It's just softball questions. Um, it's just, uh, you know, uh, I, I do want to give, um, I do, I, I do want to give Heischer's play by play guy, um, some credit. Uh, I think it's Cole. Yeah. Um, he says it like it is. And, um, I, I appreciate that. Um, some of the other questions that are fielded to him on, you know, the weekday shows or, or you know, that, that demo has softball questions. Um, you know, Jim, Jim center just wants to, he wants to keep feeding us crap and he thinks that we accept him and we, we just don't as a community, we don't accept it. Um, it, it's just, it, it's complete embarrassment. Adam, I, I appreciate it, man. I get your frustration. You, you've you been um, somebody who's maintained a lot of this on air with us uh, week in and week out. And you know what? I, I hear where, where you're coming from. I think for a lot of minor fans, it's boiled to this point. I think a lot of minor fans are at a point of no return with this current uh, football coaching regime. Uh, you brought in Director of Athletics Jim Center into the mix. Uh, and I think by doing this, you're kind of just holding him accountable. I, I understand the lengths that you're going on this. And hey, for the for the media type of questions too, Adam, I invite you, man. Uh, the coaches show always offers for people to either stop by or call in with questions, and maybe you don't even maybe the uh, you know the other side of it is uh, with the answers that wouldn't satisfy you. I think something that would you know satisfy you or a lot of UTEP fans is just wins. And right now, this is a team that is two and six on the season. This is a team that is uh, facing you know. You know, being back, uh, with their backs against the wall and uh, being bowl ineligible, um, you know, here again for back to back seasons. And for that, that's a big letdown for this program, knowing that it's veteran led, a lot of seniors across this roster, and a lot of people who had high expectations on this team. I appreciate the phone call, Adam. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Hey, if you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to do it. 915 505 6009. We got Minetto next. We'll get to Zay, and then we'll get to Larry. Larry, hang in with us. We got a lot of people ahead of you, uh, but let's do it next with Minetto. He's been patiently waiting on the phone lines with us. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to get in on the program. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere, online, social media, and 600 ESPN El Paso on our free mobile app. Minetto, good evening. What's going on, man? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, uh, Adrian, I want to applaud you. Um or bringing up something I've been bringing up for the last five years is that, you know, there's no adjustment in the coaching staff. Uh, the preparation uh, for these games um, is, is, is not really, you know, it's just horrible. Um, Sal, you know, I think uh, this is one of the, the deepest comments I've heard you is that, you know, um, NMSU crapped on our field. Um, Cole Freytag also, you know, said that NMSU, uh, something you guys brought up, NMSU this year is bigger, faster, stronger, manhandled us in the second half. Um, I'm just waiting. Um, I would hope that um, center would fire uh, Dimmel after this game. I, I really could care less for the rest of them, but I really wanted this game. Um, Dimmel has to go. I look forward to next year, uh, the new coaching staff that he might already have on hand. Um, but, you know, we just get we just get a consistent Dimmel of, you know, not you know, not preparing the team well. 
um, no discipline on the team. You know, you, you're getting kicked out, punching. Uh, I know A.J. Hodgkins was saying that after the, the punch from the player, UTEP player, um, the you know, the weight trainers or the strength and conditioning coaches were hugging them and patting them on the back. You know, that, that just says everything about if you have a former minor football player stating the facts that this team, you know, for the last week he said also two weeks ago that they weren't even trying. They know who they are. Um, FIU was a horrible team. I'm glad we won that game. But if you look at what they did, they actually came back and beat SH, which is next week's, um, you know, opponent. But, gentlemen, uh, you've done a great job tonight in actually, you know, repeating what the fans have been saying. And I know it's – but Adrian, mad props for saying that this coaching staff is, is really horrible and stinks. I appreciate it. You guys have a great evening. Hey, uh, Mineto, thanks for calling in. I appreciate the phone call. Hey, I, I uh, don't misquote me, my friend. Uh, I, I will say, I'll say this, um, you know, as far as saying the word stinks or stuff like that, I'll just say this. But this coaching staff, they had high expectations this year on what this team should have been, and it's fallen well below those expectations. Last week, I, I mean, I said it. Last week, it was exciting for a second. It was like a fever dream, and then it all came back to reality. It, it, you, you know, and I was thinking, how long could they ride this wave? Could they ride the momentum wave of one week, two weeks, whatever? I didn't think it was bull, uh, you know, team as of last week. Of course, the possibility was still there, and uh, there's just, you know, this is a season in which we'll look back on and we'll just think how disappointing it really was. I mean, two and six on the season, you would have told me this in July. You would have told me this in August. I would have said no way i've seen the talent on this team but yeah i i think the uh cole freytag mentioned the fact that um you know they were just you looked at uh, new mexico state and they're just more physical they, they they've got a lot of swagger they've got moxie they've got an identity they, they look bigger Bingo. they look faster and and it's just a a separation the gap has actually i thought last year the gap of the talent gap between UTEP and New Mexico State uh, was starting to get a little closer. Now, New Mexico State has overtaken UTEP on that talent level, and now they're more talented. They've got a better football program over there. Not just that, but you, you hit the nail right on the head right now. It's an identity. You know what you're going to get when you take on New Mexico State. It's a gritty team with a, with a playmaking quarterback who's going to extend plays with his legs and you know even chuck it up. 30, 40 yards and, and get a ridiculous uh, first down through the air as well. He, I heard something, uh, and I think it was Cade, uh, not Cade, <laughs> um, uh, not Cade McConnell. We had a Colt Freytag, there we go, on the broadcast saying how um, Pavia just plays with this fearlessness. You know, you make a mistake, no big deal. Go back out there, make something else happen. When the miners make a mistake, it sets them back so much. And even to that point, uh, in the second half, before – New Mexico State even got a playoff. There was a five-yard penalty for offsides on the kickoff team as well. So you're oh, setting man. yourself up for failure before you even begin uh, the action. But, um, I, I mean, as far as Pavia goes, man, just a, just a fearless guy out there. Baller. Baller. Absolute baller. Let's go to the hotline. Let's welcome on Zegalindo. He is the third member of Minor Talk. Typically, uh, he's uh, at home getting ready for school tomorrow. Zay, no problem at all. Zay, you were in the post game with head coach Dana Dimmel, and I don't know if they brought any players out as well, but paint the picture, set the scene. What happened there in the post game, and uh, give us the rundown of what was said. 
Yeah, it was more dry. It was really dry. It was a dry uh, presser. Um, Danny Dillon, he, he said it's, it's the normal things you expect Danny Dillon to say. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. That's been the message to this team, and especially after today. And that, you know, they're, they're still, they can still make a bowl game. They have to win out. And um, it was Kanisha Spawn and Cade McConnell. <laughs> Cade McConnell, uh, they brought those guys out. And, you know, it was basically the same sentiment. There was nothing, you know, crazy or, you know, something that, you know, that's worth noting. Because, honestly, it was just, it felt like the same press conference that, you know, we've gotten the past three games. So, you know, it, yeah. Okay. That's all that really happened. So let me ask you this, Zay. What was the feeling like down on the field when the clock hit zero and New Mexico State realized that they've got the traveling trophy, they get to celebrate with the section that came to them, uh, came to the Sun Bowl, I should say, from Las Cruces, uh, the fan base from uh, the city of Las Cruces, and, you know, all the uh, Aggie faithful who was there. What was that feeling like uh, for some of those UTEP, or, or just set the scene? What was that like? Yeah, I think, um, you know, on the field, you could tell when this game was over. It was over by, you know, the start of the fourth quarter, essentially. Uh, UTEP had, they were, they were done, you know, and I don't, I won't say, it was just quiet. It was quiet. It was kind of eerie on that UTEP sideline. You know, Kelly Carr throws a punch and nothing happens to him, right? He gets, um, he gets disqualified, but, you know, you, you got coaches on there embracing him, essentially, and it's just, it's it's weird. Um, the sense of pride, it didn't feel like there was any pride there. It just felt like they were done. Like they just wanted to go home and, you know, get this one over with. All right, Zay, how do you look at this loss for UTEP? It's inexcusable, obviously. I can say what everybody's going to say on this uh, on the talk show today. Um, it can't happen. This, this loss can't happen, and it can't happen the way that it did. You can't get blown out at home by NMSU, and that's just – that's – it's common knowledge, right? You can't lose by 21 points to a rival at home in year six. And, you know, next week it may not be a game, you know, that, that many people are going to tune into. But, you know, this game, this loss was inexcusable. That If they lose to an, a winless Sam Houston State team, you know, there's going to need to be some conversations that, that need to be had internally. That's just, you know, that's... Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Hey, Zay, before we let you go, give us that stat you threw out on social media about former coaches going up against New Mexico State and their records compared to Dana Dimmel's. Yeah, you know, we've been able to see uh, Dana Dimmel play against NMSU, I think, five times, and he's two and three against them. Um, That's the first coach. He's the first uh, UTEP head coach to have a losing record against the Aggies since um let me check on that it's been a while it's been since 1977 so um you know that's that's uh for head coaches who had five years or more at utep he's the first one since let's see bill michael in 1977 and uh michael was fired after his loss to nmsu was game two and michael had only won five games so yeah it's it's you know, something that hasn't happened at UTEP for a long time. Wow. Good stuff, Zay. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Get some rest. Uh, we'll catch up with you football Friday night here in just uh, just two days, okay? Let's do it.
All right, hang in there, Zay. Appreciate it. Uh, that is Zay Galindo, the third member of us here on Minor Talk. And with that, I feel like it's only um, you know it's only appropriate to welcome in another member of our 600 ESPN El Paso family. It's Jason Craig, the official DJ of UTEP Athletics. Jason, you got to watch this from a perspective. You heard Adam from the East Side say it, and I just want to mention this again. A tremendous crowd. It's Wednesday evening. There's school tomorrow. Some of us got to work, like Sal and myself and you. And we've got a, we got uh, places to be tomorrow. Yet 19,727 fans. Uh, UTEP Director of Athletics Jim Center said uh, on Minor Talk, the tail show that he was anticipating just over 20,000 um, and they just get right under that but still a great crowd what did you see from your perspective as far as the turnout um, you know when the doors open I was a little nervous I was like oh man this doesn't look like it's gonna hit the way I thought it was but then all of a sudden when you know the game started that, that crowd was it was in there it was great it was it felt really good in there um, there was a lot of energy you know that first half was i mean it was it was decent enough you know to keep the keep the fan base there but then it just you know um we just couldn't get it together and then at the beginning of the fourth you know the fans was like up oh, we we know what this is. It, oh. It's it's time to go. Okay, let me backtrack with you uh, briefly. That was the biggest student section crowd I've I've seen in a while. I mean, you have to think back to that UTSA game when they hyped that one up like crazy, yeah. and ESPN came to town as well. Uh, and that one was a highly anticipated matchup just two seasons ago. UTSA was ranked as well, and that's the last time I can remember a student section that big. There, the students were all around you, Jason. They they showed you on the jumbotron. Was I was like, cool. wait a second, he's having a party with all the students right now. Yeah, um, I. <laughs> I'm trying to get a flag, but it's not happening. But uh, I think so. What I what I did today was kind of uh, was different than what I would do normally. Uh, I brought a bigger speaker, and then I just I didn't go off the loudspeaker. I used my little my my speaker just for the student section to keep them you know engaged and stuff. So that was fun, and that's why you know um, I don't know if you noticed, but we were having our own little party over oh, there for I a noticed. little bit. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> there like people were like, "What is going on in that section only?" Uh, but that was why, because I had my own little thing going on over there. And then when I needed to go, you know, loudspeaker or whatever, then everybody else would be part of the whole thing. But it was, it, I mean, uh, overall, it was fun, man. I had a lot of fun. It was just that ending, you know, ending of the game was just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, when the other team scores 21 and answered in the second half, nothing much you could do right there. Uh, I don't expect to see a lot of students at the rest of the games. I'm sorry, Jason. Is basketball tomorrow? Uh, hey, uh, 19 days away. 19 days away for UTEP men's basketball. Monday, November 6th. I'm counting the days. Let's uh, get back to the phones. We'll bring you back on, Jason, here in just a second. Larry is joining us next. Larry, you are a uh, king for waiting patiently with us. You must have a lot of thoughts on UTEP football. Hey, man. Uh, as a UTEP fan, you learn to have a lot of what? Patience. Patience. Huh? I like it. Good stuff, Larry. What, what do you? What's on your mind, Larry? Tell, talk to us about this one. Well, the usual, obviously, the disgust for losing a, a home nationally televised. I thought that was very fitting for the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10 to lose like that. But, you know, it's it's tough for the, for the gents in the locker room, you know, when your coach loses faith in you on a fourth and one with a veteran offensive line and a veteran power running back, you know, to not go for it. Obviously, it's been talked at nauseum at this point, but... 
I think we've also mentioned he's lost the locker room. I mean, where's Tyron Smith? Is, is he anywhere to be found? It's like yeah. Waldo. Good question. I mean, look, you you just just look on the sidelines and see the guys who aren't wearing pads. I mean, just uh, you could point them out. You could you know the names. You could, you've seen them before, and they've played relevant minutes for UTEP. And at one point, being a UTEP minor for those guys really mattered. So uh, I don't know other. I don't know how to really describe um, what's going on with some of the guys on the team. I'm not uh, specifically talking about Tyron Smith. There's a lot of others, um, but. Yeah, I mean, guys who played relevant minutes for this team who are just not, you know, they're not playing anymore. Ridiculous. But also to bring up the, the, I know there's a growing majority of fans that, you know, want Bimmel to be fired midseason. Those are just fans that are detached from reality. UTEP does not have the resources to do that. I don't know what fans, it'll take for fans to realize that. I guess they want Mike Price to come back, you know, halfway through the season, a guy who, had six losing seasons himself and didn't win a bowl game either. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's a sad point. But I look forward to Jim Center getting another chance at a second football hire. He nailed his second basketball hire. Now I think he'll nail his second football hire. Thank you so much. Larry, I appreciate it, man. You waited longer than you're at. you actually talked, so I really appreciate that. Uh, and thanks for weighing in on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Larry brought up two really interesting talking points, Sal, that we haven't really talked about. Number one, he talked about the resources. Uh, and he talked about how you know that UTEP does not have the resources in order to do it. We take a lot of flack on this show for su- suggesting, oh, well, they're going to wait to the end of the year and then reassess that position we we get a lot of flack from the uh brass the minor faithful whatever it is for saying things like that the reason why we say that is because of the lack of resources that utep has in order to move on from coaches so just for an example dana dimmel makes uh upward of eight hundred fifty thousand dollars annually for his base salary if they were to can him they have to assume that those dollars for next year which he's tied under contract through and they'd have to work out a buyout for this year. So to uh, Larry's um, very educated point about the lack of resources, he's exactly right. I mean, they don't have the resources to do that. Now, after the season, if they wanted to move on from him and they wanted to fork up the money, which could be uh, around 600000 when it's all said and done, um, you know, that's, that's another conversation to have at, at another point. So I thought that was a really interesting thought he brought up. What do you think? Yeah, especially when they're trying to save every penny that they can. We get that, you know, a lot of the fans want a new coach. They want a new regime. But realistically, it wouldn't make a difference if Dimmel was let go and a new guy came in interim or they they go on the search committee and hire somebody right away there's there's what five games left four games left there's too much ground to make up no matter who you bring in it's not going to make a difference they're going to save some money um you know in the other scenario where they wait until the end of the year save somewhere around two to three hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money for utep maybe not to some of these other schools but you got to savor every penny that you get to his second point to larry's second point about uh nailing a basketball hire he's excited to see what jim center could do for a potential second hire at that football job to that point right there i would just say this back in 2017 before jim center was hired there was already a search committee in place 
place, which led to you know pinpointing D- Dana Dimmel as the head coach at UTEP. Now, of course, Jim Center inked the deal, and he was you know basically first w- day, first couple weeks on the job, he ends up inking the deal, and you know moving forward with what the search committee suggested. So that's that's one of those things that you could backtrack on and say, hey, well, you know, it wasn't necessarily his guy. It wasn't somebody he he zeroed in on. There was also a search firm in on this who had influence on UTEP's hire at the football job. However, Sal, comma, but he did give him an extension. And yeah. he had to at the point. Of course, they went to a bowl game. They won. They went seven and six. He was entering a contract year. I'm talking about Dana Dimmel. Uh, you don't let him just write out the contract year. And if they have success, then you basically priced yourself out of a coach. So what I'm getting at is you had he had to at that point, but it was a decision that he has to live with here at this point yeah. when UTEP is two and six and the fan base is begging for more. And, and hindsight is always going to be 2020. You know, at the time, people were excited about the program more so than they had been in um, in decades. If, if we're really just being honest about it, it but that's how bar the low is um, at UTEP. So few winning seasons um, that cause a season where a team finishes seven and six to give a coach a contract extension. That's just the history of UTEP football. There's not a lot of seasons to write home about where if you have a one game over 500 season, as crazy as it sounds, it means a lot to, uh, to people, but that's true. That's just how it is right now. So I get why they did it. Um, but just didn't work out. Man, um, yeah, it's just, you know, this one again, we'll reset the, the table right now. NMSU beats UTEP. 28 to 7. This is the 100th edition of the Battle of I 10. We are talking about it right now here on Minor Talk. Our telephone number, 915 505 6009. We are presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. More in a moment. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arietta Agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. From hometown to national. <laughs> Later on in the show, we'll get to some of our sponsors like Wind Supply El Paso and shout them out a little bit more. Uh, by the way, quickly with Wind Supply El Paso, you could check to find your nearest Master Cool dealer. Visit the Find a Dealer tab online today, windsupplyelpaso.com. We'll also talk about Stanley Steamer and New Start Homes later on in the program. But let's keep the phone lines moving. We've got Alberto, who's up next. Then we got Milkman, and then we'll keep things moving with the mayor uh, coming up next. So let's go to Alberto first. Alberto, good evening. What's going on? Oh, what's going on, Adrian? Uh, hey, Alberto. This is our newest member of our 600 ESPN El Paso family. What's going on, Alberto? Nothing. Just uh, reeling in despair after the UTEP loss. No, I'm just kidding. It was expected, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I think my game is that. Big games like this are one in the trenches, so when you don't go for it on fourth and one, it kind of just lets the air out of the whole team. I just feel like NMSU at the end of the day, they wanted it ten times more than we did, and it really showed. So it was disappointing, and it was honestly surprising to see the fans be there that long because there was just no fight with the team in the second half. A lot of mistakes, uh, unnecessary flags that are just weighing you down. And that's just really ugly football to watch. So I'm surprised people stayed that long. But uh, we'll see what happens next next week, next next couple weeks. I'm just really trying to look forward to next season. And then touching on the subject about resources, 
Adrian, you know I'm an expert about the lack of resources at UTEP, but I know that it would be cool to see Dana Dimmel walk away maybe this year at this point and just not expect that $600,000. You haven't won the games that you were expected to a bad year. You're making bad decisions. So, like, you really want $600,000 on top of that. Obviously, no one's going to let go of $600,000, but it's it's a rough thing to watch your school just do this type of thing. But we're excited. Minor basketball. That's what we're looking forward to. Yes, there you sir. go. There you go. Hey, uh, before I let you go, Alberto, how do you evaluate the quarterback position moving forward? Well, I actually I really like Cade McConnell. Obviously, we talked about uh, Gavin Hardison really going through it, I feel like, these last couple weeks with – Obviously, not being able to to play, seeing his team take first a really big win, and seeing like maybe his quarterback position in, in jeopardy, and then now this loss and just another loss on the season. So, I think that Cade McConnell didn't have an opportunity in this game to sling it like he did in during like against FIU. So, I think that's also the reason we lost. You know. Deion Hankins, we had him rolling rolling early, but we just didn't get the pass game going early, unfortunately. I don't know how much of that falls on Kate McConnell. I don't know how much of that falls on the wide receivers or the play calling, but it just wasn't getting going early. So it was just unfortunate to see him not have the same success he did against FIU. But I personally would roll with Kate McConnell the rest of the season. That's just me. Or, yeah, that's just me. I would roll with Kate McConnell make Gavin Hardison earn it back. Gavin, truth is, Kate McConnell will probably have a bad game between here and the end of the season. He throw Gavin back in there, and he should have some fire under him, right? That should light a little fire under him to say, hey, go get it. Like, this guy, Kate McConnell, came in here and took your spot. You want it back, go get it. So that's how I see it. Interesting. Good stuff. Hey, great stuff, by the way, on that video with uh, you know UTEP Athletics, by the way. I saw you on that one. You did a great job. Alberto, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate the phone call, my man. No problem. All right, let's keep things moving here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. I want to get to the buyout later. I want to uh, – that subject to the buyout and that thought, I want to get to that later. I think we'll save it. We'll, we'll keep burning through some calls, and we'll keep asking people what they think about the quarterback spot, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Let's keep things moving. Uh, let's uh, move along, and let's go to Milkman. He is joining us next. Milkman always calls in after every edition of uh, Minor Talk here, despite uh, win or losing, no matter what it is. He always calls calls in milkman good evening what's happening man good evening adrian uh uh is it basketball season yet ah oh, um, man holy, we gotta start taking shots now cow. sal uh every time we hear that from people uh yeah we're getting that Jeez. a lot tonight yeah i hear you milkman well i i think uh we can safely say that uh while it was in doubt before the game started we now know that kate mcconnell is not going to save dana demel's job so uh, I, I <laughs> uh, I'm still a fan of McConnell, um, but uh, I think you had some other callers hit on it that um, he was put in some bad positions tonight. Um, it's just I <laughs> I you know I, I run out of stuff to say because it it, it it's honestly it's a broken record. It's it's you know poor play calling and just you know no fire and just lack of discipline. I mean, the, the unsportsmanlike when they had him, they had him stopped. I, it just, it, 
I, I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again, and it gets really, really old. Milkman, um, can I ask I, you two, two plays specifically? Because I, I know how you think. What did you think on that one? Third and long, first half action, NMSU ball in UTEP territory. It's like third and 21 or whatever, third and 30, whatever it was. And they're near midfield, and then UTEP calls a timeout. What did you think of that one? Oh, my God. You should have heard me in the stands. I was like, let me guess. We're not going to have any timeouts left when we need it at the, at the end of the game. Like every single game. Can you explain this to me? How no, are you I can't. a head coach? Like, I, I, I don't understand how every single time the fans know better how to manage the plot. I, I, I am at a loss. Like, guys, I, I, I have no idea how they don't know how to manage the clock. We never have timeouts left. They're, they're calling timeouts at weirdest, most bizarre times. I, I have no idea what they're doing. You should have heard me in the stands. I was like, I cannot believe this. I'm seeing this again. Yeah, absolutely. Good. <laughs> Good I thought of you. Thank I thought you of you when I saw that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, man. <laughs> at, you, yeah, you should have heard me. I was, I was fit to be tied. It was, it was ridiculous. What was the I, penalty I, I mean, that made you most upset, Bilk, man? Um, I... You know, I think I'd have to. I I gotta say that unsportsmanlike. That was really like that. If there's ever a measure of how you know um, the lack of discipline that the head coach is instilling in the players, I mean, that is a critical stop that they had him. I mean, that was that was that was clear. And guess what? They did it last week too. Like we're seeing this a lot. You know, I mean, this isn't a one-time thing that, oh, man, you know. No, you should have learned from that, and you should have you should have been in that guy's grill. You know what I mean? Like, it, it should have been it, – it, there's no excuse for it. It's absolutely disgusting. It's the, – the fans are sick of seeing it. We're, we're all tired of it, you know. I, I mean, obviously, we have to wait till the end of the season to get rid of Demo, but, oh, my God. Like, this is this – is, this is so painful, and to lose like this to the Aggies on national TV, the hundred—I mean, it's 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 historical. It's the uh, it's the one hundred battle by ten, right? I mean, it, it's just it's it's not okay. I, this is not okay, and and you know I, everybody else has hit on it too. That you know we turn we always turn on the turn on six hundred and listen to the to the post game, and Dana Demel comes out and. You'd never know if he won or if he lost. He's always the same jovial, happy, oh, well, you know, it was something to see out there, blah, 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 blah. It's garbage. We were tired of hearing it. it, 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 it again, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record. I'm sitting here calling you, and I'm saying the same thing over and over and over and over over again how much more of this do we have to say this is absurd i know milkman i hear you man uh hey basketball season 19 days away man we're almost there oh thank god thank god <laughs> that's how i know that there is a god in heaven is that you kept football is always followed by you kept basketball so there you go thankfully right. we have a great coach in coach golding and uh I think they're they're probably looking pretty good this year, so I'm 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 excited for that. Good stuff, Milkman. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show with us. Uh, our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. He gave his assessment on uh, 
UTEP quarterback Cade McConnell. So we'll take that in the bag. And uh, now I think we could break this down. We got uh, both the mayor, uh, Eddie Morelos, waiting. And then we also have David on deck as well. If you would like to weigh in, if you have thoughts on this UTEP New Mexico State game, Battle of I 10, give us a call now, 915 505 6009. Can't get to Twitter, Sal. We're too busy on the phones right now. But I will say this between Cade McConnell, Gavin Hardison, look, on one side, Cade McConnell. Second start. That's all I have to say. Second start. Was it the best? No. Did he play outstanding? No. But it's he still has the best single-game performance of any quarterback on this roster right now in the game against FIU. If you want to call that a fluke, okay. Well, let's see it for more than just two starts. Let's see it for maybe four, maybe five, like uh, one of our previous callers suggested. Maybe you let him start for the rest of the season. Maybe Gavin Hardison's not coming back. I mean, Jason, you got a chance to see Cade for the first time today in person. Uh, you know, he struggled at times. There's, I'm not shying away from that. But at the same time, I'm not willing to abandon him after he had a solid performance uh, against FIU if I'm the coaching staff. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong on this. Maybe you mix in a little Kevin Hurley and have a little dual quarterback system to keep mm-hmm. the defense off uh, and, you know, second guessing. What do you think, Jason? I've been saying have a dual quarterback situation for a very, well, for a very long time. Okay. I think that's a, a – um, I always think that's a – better you know offensive thing to throw off the defense always you know you don't know what you're going to get don't know when they're going to throw him in and how they're going to you know the the other quarterback's going to is he going to is that the throwing quarterback is that the running quarterback you're never going to know you know Uh, like to mix it up like that I think that's always a better way to do it um somebody said earlier about confidence in that fourth and one that they were still out you know, we were still out on the field and there was a delay and then the timeout came and then they switched it and it went to the kick and it was like, yeah, there was no, I don't think Demo has the confidence in McConnell to, when I think he could have did it, you know, but yeah, you had to risk it. You had to risk it. Second, you know, his second, second start. You got to give him the chance to see if he can uh, pull the trigger under fire like that, you know? Um, That's how I look at it, and I and I and I just there's a lot of things that uh, Demo was have has done uh, for a while where there's he just I don't think he has confidence at all in the quarterbacks. Sal, your thoughts? I, I don't think it's confidence in the team in general because it's fourth and one. It, you mentioned maybe not trusting McConnell. Don't even go to McConnell. You have Deion Hankins, who's doing amazing. He reeled off a big run. That's your tank. That's the He's supposed to be your short yardage back, and you don't use him as short yardage? That that makes no sense to me. And even then, too, Torrance Burgess, uh, you know, ha- had some burst today, too. So He played great. He played great. Yeah. I loved what Torrance Burgess brought to the table today. I wouldn't today. even leave it to, um, to McConnell in that situation. And, and it's no knock on him. It's just it's fourth and short. You go with your bread and butter. This is the same sentiment that we shared in the game against Jackson State. How do you not give it to your bread and butter? They haven't done that all year, but if they're not going to trust the running backs and they're not going to trust the quarterbacks, I just think it's a lack of, of trust in the offense in general. But I think if you, you know, when we saw in that Jackson State game, he made those calls to do the short runs at bad times and so that probably messed up his confidence to even try to do a short run like that in situations like that that's what i'm seeing because i'm like yo yeah you should have done that but then i i also had like a flashback of yo actually don't do that like 
maybe you should throw it. You know, so it's it because of these yeah. bad play calls that give us these like um, the, these these flashbacks. These um, I can't think of the term. It's like traumatic. Honestly. Yeah, it's bad. This <laughs> is like ugh, I don't want to see that. You know, PTSD. That's what I'm thinking. What, that's what I'm getting. What's wrong with you? Oh no, I just saw you tell football. I need some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man. Yeah. I, hey, I'll just last thing to wrap it up. I just I, about Cade McConnell and Gavin Hardison. The one other thing I'll say is with Hardison, I'm not sure if we'll see him back this year. I mean, uh, for Hardison, he's still. I mean, people roll their eyes. They won't believe me. They won't. They'll say whatever. But to some people, he is a pro prospect still. And maybe uh, there's talk. I'm, I'm not saying this is the case by any means. But maybe uh, you know we don't see him the rest of this year, or maybe we do. Maybe he comes back uh, toward the end of the season when maybe it's already out of the mix, and he just wants to kind of close out his UTEP career by being on the field instead of being on the sidelines. Let's keep things moving. Uh, Eddie Morelos is joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. Eddie, uh, what's going on, man? Uh, good evening to you. Battle of I-10 wraps up. New Mexico State takes home the silver st- spade and the brass spittoon. What's going on, my friend? Oh, man. Adrian, I looked at you at one point during the game, and I said, why am I frustrated? I know you did. Totally, I know right? you did. And you were like, I'm, I'm fired up to call it on minor talk. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, it's what everybody has already said. Every single one of your callers, because I've been listening since the start of the show, and even with this last caller, was like, I keep repeating myself over and over and over. You know, it was, there, was, there was so much, you know, so much excitement again going into the game. 19,727, I think, was the official attendance. The, 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 the teams come out, and I tell you, I got a topic. The uniforms. UTEP Miners had some beautiful uniforms. New Mexico State Aggies, I didn't like so much. Couldn't barely see the numbers. Wow. Wow. This is a spin and zone. I'm an Aggie. This is a spin zone here, Eddie. You're coming off the top rope. Yeah, you're an Aggie. You, you're, I thought you were going to call in and tell me how bad the UTEP uniforms were. Wow. This is, oh, this is a surprise. Big, beautiful white numbers around the, the blue jersey, and the helmets looked really neat to me. I thought the helmets Blue on neat. blue. You're a fan. That's it. That's it. And then, you know, again, the excitement of the game, there you could feel it. And I asked Zay when he came up at halftime, I said, what's it like down there? And I wanted to hear what he had to say because he's so young. You know, you and I have been around this business for a little while. He's new to the game. And, and he said, dude, it's, it's pretty cool. The vibe <laughs> is great. It's a great vibe at halftime, right? 7-7, I believe the score was, right? And, uh, you know, fourth and one, and... The UTIP miners didn't want to risk it. No risk, no reward, fourth and one. What the heck? You know, then the Aggies get the ball back, and they keep it exciting when uh, Praise gets that block. Hey, block number 23. You get that number 23, got the block. Yes, yes, yes. Really exciting moment for myself and my my buddy Mark Bruner, uh, you know, making those calls. And then... All of a sudden, second half, you know, like I said, they was like, ooh, great vibe, great vibe. The the defense was looking good for, for the minors for the most part. The offense was the offense. And then the offense really became the offense as they went, went away from the run again. 
went away from the run in the second half. And then, I mean, except for the time it was third and 18, and then they run the ball on third and 18. And then they, they end up the fourth quarter throwing a bunch of screen passes that work. And I'm like, where did this come from? Why hasn't this been used? What's going on here? End of the day, Aggies win. Silver, Spade. Uh, what, what was the other Brass one Spittoon. Mayor's Cup. They call it the Mayor's Cup, but the nickname is the Brass Spittoon, my friend. No, what did you think of Diego Pavia, by the name. way? Real quick, no, Diego we're, Pavia. We're, we're, we're going to call it the official name, the Mayor's Cup. I will have a picture <laughs> with the Mayor's Cup. I like, very it. Soon. like it. And uh, much love to Sal Manila for staying in the in the studio all day long. I know, uh, man. Gosh, poor guy. Doing what he does. Real quick. I was really excited uh, Mayor, real quick, we, we got a tweet from somebody, and uh, I don't have my Twitter open right now, but they said, um, for UTEP fans, and then they tagged them, also Adrian and myself, because they, they tweeted at Minor Talk. They were like, hey, what amount would you take to wear Aggie colors or like something of the Aggies in a battle of I-10 game? And there were different price ranges, like 20 to 50. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that All one. that thing, but yes. I would take nothing. I just want a hug from the mayor. And ah, I'll do it. there you go. So <laughs> all you need is some swag there, Eddie. And then Sal will wear a little Aggies uh, gear from you. Uh, Eddie, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for always uh, up, the enthusiasm and your excitement on the show. I appreciate it as always. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009 to weigh in. Let's get to some tweets. I have to. I mean, we we have not acknowledged Twitter whatsoever. We'll get to David. We'll get to Keith, who is joining us from Winnipeg in just a second. If you'd like to weigh in, 915-505-6009. Joe Chacon. Only fitting that I start with him. I have to work early, but this minor talk is going to be a gem. Hashtag get me a sub. Hashtag who we firing. Hashtag happy National Zane Day. Hashtag we are all listening from. Hashtag first tweet of the show, please. Hey, I didn't read that before. I I just uh, randomly uh, scrolled on that one. It was just a good gif, and I read that one there, Joe. Good stuff. David Castro, play calling is still terrible. Coach Dimmel has to go. Even the ESPN announcers were questioning play calling. Make the damn change. What are we doing? That's coming from David Castro. This is coming from David Ramos. Unfortunately, Cade's uh, unfortunately Cade's uh, inexperience is glaring. He has very minimal pocket presence. Takes sacks instead of throwing the ball away. Dimmel's play calling does him no fav- favors either. Uh, the sacks that Cade was taking uh, were pretty bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Jim Maker, uh, actually, this is coming from Mister Utep Minero. 19-48 and 48 football record at UTEP. He loves UTEP is what people say. Getting paid to lose must be worth it. Ooh, man. Uh, this is bring back minor rush. Crazier thing, Jim Center isn't going to do a damn thing about it. We are stuck with this guy until his contract ends. UTEP can't afford to fire him. Hope Jim learns from this mistake. Uh, that is coming from bring back minor rush. This is coming from uh, Trey Chauvin. Thank the Lord. Basketball is here. The Golding Boys. 
Callaway double double o seven says, "I am disgusted with this loss. I've had enough. You have two programs going in the opposite directions. It's time to take the trash out." Oof, man, that's a tough one. Hashtag fire Dimmel. That's coming from Callaway. Manny David, congratulations to the Aggies. They were the better team on the field tonight. Awful performance by the Miners on national TV, both on offense and defense. As much as I would love to see UTEP win, I hope they lose out. Dimmel has to go. Hashtag Minor Talk. Oh, man, brutal, Sal. Just absolutely brutal messages from mm. our, our listeners. One more, Tristan uh, Pence on the show. By the way, shout out to Tristan Pence. NMSU has no football or had no football just four years ago. In just two years, they have won a bowl game, and they are now dominating UTEP at the Sun Bowl. Six years under Dimmel, and it's dysfunction and program regression at UTEP. Dimmel is dead weight, and it's time for a change, period. Ooh, man, brutal. Just brutal. I mean, we thought the phones were bad. Man. Mm. No, it, it, and the thing is, Adrian, they have more bowl wins in the last, what, six years or so? Yeah, than what? UTEP said in the 50? Last 50? I, I couldn't even tell you, and that's the, 60? that's the crazy part is, you know, you, you look back 10 years ago into the past, and UTEP railing on NMSU just about every year. But oh, how the times have changed! New Mexico State able to do it with um, with a lower budget, <laughs> basically with a lot less resources. And we complain about the resources here, rightfully so. New Mexico State doing it with a lot less resources, so it can be done. Back to the phones. Let's continue. Uh, Minor talk presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. David is next on the phone lines nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. David, good evening. What's going on? Hey, how? How you guys doing? Hey, David, we're hanging in. Oh, how about you? What are you uh, thinking? No, I'm disgusted. Well, real simple. Like, uh, New Mexico State doesn't have the resources. I think UTEP has a little more resources. But Correct. Uh, coach, the coach from the Aggies, he's out recruiting UTEP, out coaching UTEP, okay, and out playing. Okay, the... Aggie offense was very creative. Very creative. The UTEP offense was very boring. Boring, boring. You know where the play was going to go. So uh, it's time to get rid of him, but at the end of the season. You know, uh, to your point about the creativity on the New Mexico side's offense, man, they were so creative. They were running some, like, running back counters, RPOs, Mm -hmm. and the quarterback was, like, had uh, a whole field in front of him. There was nobody. He had all the daylight in front of him, and it was because of all these misdirections, and it felt like the game plan from UTEP on both sides was just wrong. Like, they came in Mm -hmm. with the wrong game plan against New Mexico State. I, you know, uh, they should have put a, a spy on the quarterback. Yes, yes. And just and just you're the spy. You 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 go where the quarterback goes. It's as simple as that. And just like in basketball, if if there's a a good player on the other side or a great player, you go boxing one. You know. 
Yeah, I thought that they should have done something like that. I mean, just be a little bit more creative. I mean, Diego Pavi is coming off a Conference USA Player of the Week honor last week from how good Mm -hmm. he played last week against Sam Houston State. He's a baller, man. And when you know that going into this week, you got to prepare to stop the baller. You got to prepare to stop Mm -hmm. an impact player, one of the best players in Conference USA right now. And, you know, I I really don't have any excuses. You can't tell me, well, that was a great player. I mean, UTEP just uh, couldn't stop him right there no this is a this is supposed to be a better defense this is supposed to still be one of the better defenses of conference usa and diego pavia did anything he wanted against this team well they say that Butep doesn't tackle in practice so you're losing a lot of uh, technique there you go that's you an know? interesting point Interesting point there, David. Hey, I appreciate your phone call, man. I appreciate you hanging with us and weighing in uh, and giving us your opinions. Great phone call there, David. Let's get let's keep it moving. Uh, Keith in Winnipeg is joining us next. Keith, it's almost basketball season, 19 days away. How you doing? 19 days away? Uh, well, geez, with our luck, it's going to oh, – I don't even want to get talked about that. But I, I, first off, I got a lot of things to say, but first off, what's – what is the what is the buyouts? Because I'm getting different numbers. What's the buyout? Okay, uh, great question, Keith. Because I've got different numbers too, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. And the reason why this has not been publicized more is because this not these numbers are conflicting. Now, if we really wanted to dive in on it, I probably can get you a better answer on that. Uh, I, like I said, it's closer to 600, probably around. If we want really wanted to be practical, probably like 550. Um, but yeah, I I would love to get you that answer. I would just say stay tuned, 600 ESPN, El Paso.com. We'll have a lot of coverage on all this stuff uh, moving forward. But, yeah, I've heard conflicting numbers. What are you hearing? Let me ask you that, Mr. Keith. Well, about the same, but that's that's nothing. I'll write the check. I'll ah, write the check. All right. Keith I'll from Winnipeg. Okay. Flex on him. But Keith. I better. But I better have say with the new coaching hire. That that's that's my that's my offer. Okay, so what's but, your all right, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna let's stay on this, Keith. I kinda like this. Who who's your coach? All right, you come in, you're you're riding off the check. Let's say you give them a little extra so they can spend a little money in their next coaching staff. Let's say you give a check for seven hundred thousand. What do you want for the next coaching staff? Well, I uh, I want a coach, okay. I want a coach that has not been a head coach before. That has not that has been in college football, that is young, and that is um, in the up and coming coaching ranks with that has the ability to get creative on offense. That is going to be inspiring the community and also the possible like the recruits. I'm not I'm not I'm not prejudiced towards people that are you know 60, but Dana Demo is not qualified to run a collegiate program anymore. And if we we have to go young, because a young young coach that nobody knows maybe, but someone with a loud voice that can inspire like Deion Sanders. Let's be honest, is he a great head coach? Not really, but he can inspire. He can inspire the community. He can inspire the program. He can inspire the alumni because he can speak. He talks the talk. Now he has to walk the walk. That's what I'm looking for. And I'm not looking for. Someone that was in the NFL, you know, you know Deion Sanders type. But there's there's coaches out there that that I mean, he they could be a, a a running backs coach at Oregon or whatever. They have to they're gonna have to work for it. They just can't like have a short list. 
they have to really work for and and talk to their fans and and, and try to get something that get something out of the fans like who's the alumni like the alumni base has to be involved in this have to and and here i'm going to tell you something and i watched the game i watched every game and thank god the game was on espn too all right but here's i was watching the game with an a a former Aggie. All right, and, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I mean, you can just look. He's like, now, this my, he's my he's a good friend of mine. He played for the Aggies. He's a pro coach. He told me at halftime, and the game was tied seven seven, that the Aggies are going to roll us in the second half. I said, why? Why do you think that? He says, because your offense is doomed. He says the formations don't add up to the actual play call. He says the play calls does not make sense when you have a, a particular um, alignment. It doesn't make sense what our offensive linemen are doing and our running backs and our receivers. The quarterback's not looking where he should be based on even the formation. So the coach, the the guy told me, he says the coaching staff is flawed. They're not giving our players an opportunity to to have success. So that's it. We know it's, it's over. So... Um, so really, you know, we have to be inspired. We have to find a coach that is going to be loud and have a voice. When was the last time Coach Dimmel has inspired the fan base? Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. I, I mean, I think you'd have to turn it over to, to fans and ask that, especially locally and stuff like that. But it's interesting there, Keith. Uh, any other points you'd like to bring up today? No, it just – okay, also one thing is that – um, I know we have injuries, but I mean, our secondary can't tackle. I mean, oh, that long yeah, run that yeah. Davia made on the sideline, come on, man. Yeah. That's high school stuff. High school stuff. Totally unacceptable. And I don't like to criticize young, young, you know, especially when they're, you know, young kids, but that's totally, that's effort. And that brings up the coaching staff. What's the Ironman around the team? You know, and UTEP fans, you know, it might be time for me to come down there and, and, and you know, I, I will write a check. I'm not going to write $700,000, but I will contribute to, to the buyout. But I, got, I have to have a say in the coaching hire. And I, maybe, this, maybe it's time that UTEP reaches out to people like me that want to be involved in it because I'm, I'm passionate. Man, now, you know I call in a lot. I watch every game. I'm thousands of miles north, straight right, north from you guys. Right, I know. I'm you're calling man. You're calling us here. It's, it's half past midnight here in El Paso. What time is it over there in Winnipeg? That's one hour ahead. It's, it's almost one third. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I'm passionate, and 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 this is my team. And I I, I mean, I know we're not going to win national championships every year, but can we not? We, this this was a rivalry game, and on national television, all across Canada had the scheme on TV. Oh man, everyone in Canada had the scheme on TV. Everyone, UTEP was branded everywhere. Every sports bar in Canada, every household on TSN. And this is the this is the effort. So what do you think people are saying now in Canada? Oh my God, what a like what a terrible effort! And here I am, a guy in Winnipeg, having a UTEP flag on my front yard every single game day. You know, my neighbors think I'm crazy to support them, but I love UTEP. I've been a fan for over 20 years since I was a kid coming to to El Paso. I love the community. I love UTEP. I'm passionate, and I demand change now. That's on the AD tomorrow morning. He better be waking up and says, you know what? It's time for a change. All right. Keith, great job. Uh, flex on him, Keith. Come come on down to El Paso. Maybe 
uh, you know, you could write a check. You could make a little change over here. I, I like it. Um, good good call. Man, passionate call right there from Keith. I appreciate it, Keith. Great to hear from you as always. I know we're going to hear from you a ton during basketball season. Let's go to Alan, who's joining us next on the phone lines. 915-505-6009. One phone line just opened up. If you've been trying to get into the show, if you've been uh, you know held up by the busy phone lines, call us now. 915-505-6009. We'll put you on here shortly with us as Minor Talk continues. Alan is next. Alan, good evening. What's going on? Well, I have a little money, too, but I'm going to probably save it. Uh, UTEP has two choices. <laughs> All right, Alan, that was I great. That was money, awesome. But, uh, UTEP has two choices. They go to Division Two or they drop football. Because if you're not going to play, if you're not going to pay for a coach and play with the big boys, then you need to go play with the little boys. Because 800000 500000 isn't going to get you a winning team. If you want to play and you want to win, you're going to start putting up some ones and twos with zeros behind you. Because if not, forget it. UTEP's never going to win. I, Actually, I, I like that a lot. I like that mentality. You know, Alan, real quick, I like that mentality. You know, the reality of them dropping to FCS at Division Two or dropping football in general is just not – I mean, your point is there. I, I hear your point because you're exactly right uh, on everything that you just said right there. The problem is is uh, it's still a money-making uh, product for UTEP, but you're right. If UTEP wants to be serious about winning, they've got to put some ones and a lot of zeros behind that in order to, you know, win some games. And I, I think it starts with paying. Goes for the basketball Agreed. team, too. I mean, but it's embarrassing. National TV, like your gentleman just said a minute ago, national TV, you're the spotlight. You're the game of the night. Rivalry game, 100. How many times has Utah Mexico State been on ESPN? First time. It's the first time ever. And, and, and coaches got to go. Athletic directors got to go. But they got to decide, if we're going to play football, we're going to put money into the program. If we're not going to put money, then we're not going to play football. It's simple as that. Because it's embarrassing. Alan, hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. I hear you. I hear how passionate you are against this. I, I understand where you're coming from, man. Um, yeah, I think a lot of minor fans feel the same way about uh, the way that you feel about this. They feel the same way. Jason, you want to add anything to it? I'm just realizing it was shown like not only is it a national game, it's an international game. It was shown in Canada. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? And we, oh my gosh! And then somebody brought up the uh, the defense, dude. I was yelling at defense the whole time. They're not tackling nobody. Yeah, it was like bad what? Like game. you're not hit. You stand in front of the dude. Like what are you doing? Hit the guy. Something. Take uh, take the flag. Rather take that flag than somebody throwing stupid punches. Agreed. Hey, let's keep it moving. Leon is next. 915-505-6009. Uh, we also have another phone line available. If you'd like to weigh in, give us a call. 915-505-6009. Great job, Alan. Let's go to Leon next. Leon, I feel like you only call after midnight. Do you work evenings? Is this why? No, I went to the game and... Uh... Actually, I was out making sure that Diego Pavia wasn't uh, disgracing any of our logos around oh, campus. Oh, man. People have got jokes tonight, yeah. guys. People have got jokes. And everybody's just firing. Uh, Alan with the fire. Leon now. I mean, good job, Leon. Everybody's just rolling with this. Good stuff. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's pretty much uh, how it felt tonight. I'm not, I'm not going to change the sentiment from anybody else about Dimmel. Um, I, I think we're done. I think it's time to move on. I think we need to start talking about some other possible opportunities. Uh, oh, you know, the OC at uh, Colorado, Sean Lewis. I think we got the defensive coordinator over at Texas, uh, Jeff Choate. Um, some big names, but uh, much to the other callers' um, sentiment, I, I think we need to invest. And hopefully the community continues to invest because they did invest tonight. Or, or that, or it was an Aggie faithful, which it didn't really seem that big. Um, just really disappointed in the season, uh, really disappointed in the leadership, um, really disappointed in, I think, what everybody can say is whatever kind of play calling you want to call it. And when we contrast the two programs um, just down the road, um, I think they got a hell of an athletic director. Uh, a, a guy that motivates and, and made this hire, and uh, we don't. And that's just where we're at. The two programs are in different places. And, and this gentleman who was supposed to be outdated did it in two years. You guys have a great evening. It was a rough evening. Uh, let, let's see who the next candidate is up, because I think at the end of the year uh, we're moving on. You have a great evening, guys. You guys do a great job. Hey, thank you so much, Leon. I really appreciate you weighing in so late here on the program and always appreciate your insight and thoughts. Let's keep things moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Most calls ever on Minor Talk, Sal? Are we approaching that? We're, we're almost there. I think maybe the yeah. bowl game 2021, a lot of callers then. Uh, we're, we're getting there tonight. And you know what? It doesn't look like it's going to slow down. No, it's not slowing down. We are full. We've been full phone lines for about an hour and a half. We haven't taken a single break here on the show. If you guys need a break, you guys go ahead. I'm, I'll hold things down, and if I need a break, I'll just I'll just uh, head on down to the restroom. Uh, let's keep things moving. <laughs> um, our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. One line open now. If you've been trying to weigh in, give us a call now. Now is the time to do it. New Mexico State defeats UTEP twenty eight to seven. Uh, next up is Andy, who's joining us on the phone lines. Andy, good evening. Thanks for hanging with us late. What are your thoughts on this one? Good evening, Adrian. Good evening to all. Um, I showed up late after work around halftime. You know, um, as I was walking in, scanning my ticket, I could hear um, over the intercom, you know, block field goal. Wow, that's amazing. You know, we're pumped up. It's a rivalry game. Oh, seven, seven. Um, you know, you know. We enjoy the halftime festivities, right? The band, we get some some food, some snacks, um, you know, and we go down to our seats, man. And it's like, what's going on? You know, you know, it falls apart. You know, you know. Nonetheless, you know, great job, you know, to to Cade, you know, his second game, you know, um, great job to the defense. You know, they played tough. You know, I felt like they played tough. Um, yeah, man, just great job all around. You know, despite you know everybody's thoughts, I just want to congratulate everybody. You know, congratulate the miners. You know, on you know, just playing. You know, just taking the field and playing. We hope to see the best. Um, I want to congratulate everybody at ESPN, all their production crews for covering. You know, and it, it's great. It's great what you guys do. And um, yeah, we look forward to the best. Okay, the best. Andy, I appreciate it. We'll we'll make sure to give you our best here on this show. So I appreciate that. Thank you for weighing in on the show. Uh, our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That sounds like the second half from hell, though, Sal. You get in, you get your popcorn, you spend the money to get in, you watch the the halftime show, and then it's uh, twenty one unanswered points, Jason. Man, that's a tough way to to uh, show up to a game. No, nah, after that, I can totally understand that Chargers fan girl that just like she was just so stressed out. Like, yes. oh, I saw a promise, and then 
what is happening? You know, that last call. Oh my God. I, I, the positivity that he was expressing, I wanted to throw an egg. <laughs> I wanted to throw an egg so bad. Oh, it is not positive at all. This is not a positive. There's not, no positivity you should take from this one. Yeah. No, I, not I today. Not yeah. today. Bring all the hate. I want it all. I, 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 to fire a guy, see, I don't like want to say fire a guy because, you know, someone Never has... talking about another man's job. Yeah, I don't like messing up somebody's money. I'm not like that. But something's got to be done. A stern talking to, you know, a stern okay. talking to. Uh, Sal, your, <laughs> your thoughts on the positivity. Are you in for any positivity tonight? Uh, <laughs> we'll see, man. I, I don't know. I I'm not in for it. I, I think it's you're out. You're in or out. You're honestly, out. man. It's, it's <laughs> like you know you got a, a vacation coming up soon, and so you get all excited. Then you're on vacation, and I'll answer that line in a bit. But you go on vacation. But when you get on, you know, the first day of vacation, you're at the hotel, and nothing's just going your way. It's like, damn, we really got to be here another five days. Oh, that's a good analogy. And, good stuff. Yeah. And, you, and you can't wait for checkout time. Sounds like White Lotus, man. Man, oh, uh, gosh. good stuff. <laughs> Hey, uh, we're keeping it going. 915-505-6009 on the program. Poncho chiming in. Obviously, Coach Kill and his staff are better than Dana Dimmel and his staff. Got completely outcoached in the second half. Players played hard. This one is on the coaches. Cade made some bad throws, but mostly it was a bad play calling. Drops by wide receivers continue. This coming in from fake Dana Dimmel. Not Nate at not Dana Dimmel. Minor talk is going to be great because everybody's going to bash Dimmel for being awful, and of course, UTEP won't fire him. Hell, an AI robot is a better coach than Dana Dimmel. We lost on national TV to a rival. Get out of town. Ooh, man. Uh, tough ones there. Um, and you know what, too? I, I don't, I'll say this. I don't think it's the fact that they lost to the Aggies. I think it's that they got absolutely obliterated. They got humiliated by the Aggies, and that's what they can't accept because I think – just uh, just about everybody, you know, a large census of the people who were who had some idea about this game knew that New Mexico State was likely going to come out on top. But in the fashion that they did, they just did whatever they wanted to against UTEP. Oh, man, uh, I got so Jonathan Byers is back. Um, he I'm not he's surprised. All he's all you know what? He's he is all in on being all out. He is just taking a victory lap saying, I told you so. He's saying the result. This result was years in the making. Y'all thought Dana Dimmel deserved a contract extension after the bowl game. So here you go. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Y'all deserve everything you get. You wanted him. Well, you've got him. Don't say I didn't warn you. Hashtag minor talk. Man, we should listen to Jonathan Byers, huh? Um, let's keep it moving. 915-505-6009 on the program. Coming up next is Ed, Minor Eddie Mack, who's joining us next. Minor Eddie Mack, what's happening, man? How are you? Oh, <laughs> Ed, I'm hanging in. How are you? Good. I want to get this cold up so I go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, thank you, man. Thanks for hanging with us late. You know, uh, I got to be honest with you. The two best teams that I've seen this year that I've been impressed with have been UNLV and New Mexico State. And the offensive creativity and the shifting and the short passes and the running game, I got to be honest, this was very impressive. So I want to give credit because I know a lot of people call up and say, well, we could have done this. You know what? 
this is some this is some really 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 good. I'm I'm gonna say that New Mexico State might even uh, beat the spread against Auburn. I I'm, I feel that good about them. I'm gonna jump on their bandwagon. Okay, okay, we got you, my uh, Aggie uh, Eddie Mac. What do you think about that? Well, I don't want to go that far. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm, I still love my team, and I'm still gonna stick with them. By the way, I wanted you to tell you that I did a little bit of research. Oh, okay. I went back about three years on Gavin, and I came up with some stunning information here. Okay, give me the numbers. We're we're big numbers guys, so give it to us. Well, it's 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 not it's it's not really numbers. It's it is numbers, but it's variables. Okay, it's variables. Let me just give you an example. Two games last year that could have allowed us to go to a bowl game. Let's just look at Middle Tennessee and the the, the variables are all the same. Okay, throwing an interception, throwing an interception at the wrong time of the game, throwing an interception that leaves the other team in great field position, and then throwing an interception that allows the other team to score. Those four variables were constant. They were constant in Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, and then I went all the way back, and then the games that really, really counted, like the big game against San Antonio, no, it didn't happen. The Boise State game and the New Mexico State game, you could flip because we were supposed to beat New Mexico and we were supposed to lose to Boise. But his interceptions have been consistent, and when Dana Dimble decided that he was going to stick with him, I was astonished. And honestly, it's just been the whole the same story. I really just hope that that's it, that we don't that that he doesn't come back. But the honest truth is, the team is in disarray right now, and I just don't know if we can. Uh, I don't know if we can stick with Dana as much as there's a lot of positive things that I've liked about Dana, but the honest truth is. Right now, this is probably uh, pretty bad. And these these are really good programs that uh, New Mexico State and UNLV, I was very impressed with both of those teams this year. So, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I don't know if it can get worse than this. I don't know how many games we're going to win of these last four. And uh, so I don't want to be optimistic and say that we're going to end up going bowling because I don't. See oh no 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 no! That's not happening. That's definitely. I, not happening. I think we'll be lucky if we if we split. You know, if we break even. But that even that at this point no. is being uh, overly optimistic. Yeah, and I appreciate the phone call, Minor Eddie Mac. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, last last four games, I'll reel it off. At Sam Houston State, I'm calling that a win. Lost to Western Kentucky. Lost at Middle Tennessee. Lost at, uh, against Liberty on Senior Day. That brings UTEP to three and nine. Sal, I think you might be a little bit harsher in terms of your guess. Do you think they lose out the last four games? Is that how you see it? Uh, or one more win. I'll say this: There's one more win. There's one more winnable game on the schedule, and that's Sam Houston State. Correct. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game. Yeah, I, I really wouldn't because you give the first Division One or not Division One, the first FBS win to um, to Jacksonville State. Are they 
as an FBS member, are they going to do the same for Sam Houston State? It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped that one. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising to me either. And we flag it right now, so we'll uh, revisit that one week from today. Uh, let's keep it moving. We got Patrick coming up next, but let me get to a couple tweets here. El Paso Visuals Deportivos. He sends us this. NMSU was up 28-7 to with under three minutes left, and on third down, Diego Pavia made a pass that was incomplete, and the guy actually caught it and dropped it last minute. Jerry Kill and the other coach ripped him on the sideline for making the stupid throw. That's the kind of coach I would want to play for. The Aggies uh, were up. Uh, and he ripped them in front of all of his teammates. He hold his, uh, he is holding his players accountable no matter what. If they have a great game thus far, puts everyone on notice that they better be uh, that they better not take one play off. That is coming from El Paso Visuals Deportivos. And he also says uh, this one drop to D2 or drop football if they can't make more than or if they can't pay more than 800000 What is that caller talking about? What does NMSU pay Jerry Kill? And has he taken the Aggies to two bowl games and won both of them? It's not always about throwing money at the problem. Hashtag minor talk. Yeah, Jerry Kill, 600000 Yeah, 600 uh, in 23 and then from 24 to 27, 650. But it's only been one bowl win uh, for Kill Correct. with New Mexico State. Yeah, yeah good two. point, Sal. Not two. It's uh, one bowl win. If you're saying the Aggies have been to two bowl games you know, within the last decade, that's a different story. If you said something like, you know, they've won bowl games recently, yeah, totally different story. Uh, but... Jerry Kill, in year one, took him to a bowl game, won the bowl game. Second year, it looks like they're heading back to a bowl game if they continue on this streak. And, um, yeah, just like their football team tonight. I really did. Uh, this is from 915 Sun City Caper. Resources, yes. But Jim Center has the opportunity for a clean break last year before he extended Dimmel last year. We knew what way this was headed since last year. Uh, th- let's keep it going. Let's go back to the phone lines right now. 915-505-6009 to get into the program. Patrick is next up. Patrick, good evening. What's going on? Not much, man. I think we're a bunch of Lowell Minor fans, man, staying up this late. Oh, man. Uh, Patrick, we're almost 1 a.m. What do you have? Yeah. We all have work tomorrow, man. We're working people. I, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm debating whether to just sit my ass on the couch and go to sleep there. Yeah. Good with call. The dog and, you know, but I, I, I wrote some things down. Okay. I want to hear thoughts. it. Okay. I'll start, I'll start with the, the negative that, that I kind of feel. Um, Tyron Smith, okay. If if you're gonna run a program, you got to have guys that are all in. You you can't have. Well, I'm gonna go test the portal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna transfer in, uh, to another university, and then we bring him back. And then oh, I, I'm thinking about this. If you leave, if you leave, you're gone. And bless you. That's your prerogative. I want people that I want to be minors. That's what I want. I don't. I don't want one foot in and one foot out. I think that's a problem. They they can't have that. You know. I, in all fairness, the young man, if they want to leave, that, that's their right. But not go and then come back. No, no, we don't need that. That that UTEP on your jersey has to mean everything. It has to mean everything to you. 
So that's that's one thing. Okay. Another thing is Gavin Hardison. He has an elite arm, but he's not an elite passer. Okay. He you you have to manage him, and I think the last couple of years he's been given free reign, and I think that's hurt us. That's hurt us. You remember Trent Dilfer when he quarterbacked the uh, Baltimore to the Super Bowl win? Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. He was managed. He was managed, and they won the Super Bowl. Okay, and I, I, that's what you have to do with with Gavin Hardison. But I think you have to love your kids, but you can't fall in love with them. And I think they kind of fell in love with Gavin, you know, because he he can throw some bombs, man. He 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 can cut it loose, but I don't think he's an elite passer. I just think he has an elite arm. All right, moving on. Uh, lack of discipline. I think they take on the personality of the coach. You know, I think he seems like a real nice guy. You know, and he and, he, and he's been around. He he knows his football. And but I, I I really think they take on his personality. So when it when when it when it when stuff hits the fan and when when you're out there throwing blows, man, I, I really wonder about our guys. You know. Uh, they're lethargic. And then the last negative, and then I'll move on to my positive, is Jacksonville State. <laughs> that, that's a small university, and it's been a small university forever. They are now FBS, and they have beaten us. And this has been going on for years. I still remember when Boise State, Utah State, they were what they call Division One AA back in the day, and everybody has just surpassed us, and we and we just we continue to stay the same. You know, we stay the same, and it, it's that I don't get it, and I don't I don't I don't think our eyes are open. I think there's wool over our eyes, and it's like like can't you guys not you guys, but can't you guys realize it? This is Jacksonville State now; they're beating us. Like, where's our urgency? What we like? Wake up, wake up, El Paso, wake up, UTEP. That's what's happening now. You know who who's going to be next? Is, is Saul Ross going to going to in, in five years going to be a FBS school and, and beat us? You know, I mean, really, really, wake up. Okay, let me move on. Positives: what the man does. I think he has developed a great formula with JC recruiting, junior college recruiting, a great formula. Like Tyrese Knight and Praise, we've gotten some great players that we don't seem to have to, to fight with to other universities. We've had a great nucleus of players that have come in as a result of what the man has done. Okay, You have to give credit where credit is due. The next thing is, a dual threat quarterback, okay, dual threat quarterback can make a bad play caller look good. If you got a guy that can run, he can make a bad play look good. And I think here at UTEP, I think we always need to go after a dual threat quarterback. Okay? And here's my last one, and then I'll let you I'll let you talk. And I appreciate you letting me talk. Um my last one is if they're, if they're going to keep him, if for any wild hair, wild reason, they decide to keep him, they need to put the ultimatum to him and say, 
if you're going to be our coach next year, you will hire an elite play caller, and that elite play caller will bring one of his assistants of his choice. That's the only way you're staying. You're going to have a guy, you're going to bring in a play caller. And, and Scotty O'Hara, you know, he's been loyal. I, he, I think he's just OC by title. I don't think, uh, and you know, you have to bring in a bona fide play caller, and you have to really stir it up. Hey, I'm done. I appreciate you letting me talk, man. Go ahead. I, wonderful evening. Patrick, great job. Uh, I wrote down uh, the points that you brought up, and I just will react to each one, okay? Uh, or the ones that stuck out to me, I should say. Number one, Tyron Smith uh, coming back, and you, you kind of saying, well, should you allow a player to come back? I'll bring both you guys, Jason and Sal, in on this one because it's polarizing, right? On paper, Tyron Smith last year was UTEP's best player. Again, on paper, right? I mean, most productive, put up a 1,000-yard receiving season last year and uh, comes off, gets all these Conference USA honors and all this uh, national recognition, so on and so forth. He hits the portal, then he comes back. Are you guys fans of that? This is not the first time it's happened with the football program. Devon Cooper, that's a name that you could definitely uh, reflect back on. He hit the portal, didn't get a lot of bites, came back to UTEP, played a season, went back into the portal and finished his career at Syracuse. Um, are you guys fans of this? Do you guys Are you guys anti this? test the portals test the water and then come Mm. back or no 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 if they hit the portal they're off the team that's it i mean i i think it depends on the school and how good they are and people could say oh that's kind of wishy-washy well if you're utep you need all the talent that you could get and you'll you'll take it by any means that's my thought on UTEP when it comes to players hitting the portal and then coming back. And we haven't just seen it in football. We saw it in basketball a couple years back, mid-season. Mid-season, wasn't it Jordan Lathan who who decided to leave and eventually came back? Um, with Correct. With Good point. Good point. So Good one. I think when you're a school like UTEP, you take all the talent that you could get. And, you know, I think it hurts more if you don't take that chance. It didn't – it hasn't worked out this year, but – you know, it's it's better to it's better to try it and then fail. I guess it's it still sucks, but yeah, it's a good. That's a really good example you brought up, though, Sal. Uh, Jason, are you a fan of this? Um, I understand Sal's point. You know, if you're UTEP, you get anything you can get, right? But uh, as a player, uh, I would think if you're betting on yourself, bet on yourself. You know, um, I've been told uh, more times than not, and, and one the one person who told me this. Uh, I've never let it go. It is uh, the only person that's ever gotten paid to go backwards was Michael Jackson. So if you're not that great to just go wherever you want, you know, like just stay where you're at. But if you're you're going to make that decision, stick with it and really hope for the best. But know that you're, you know, that's the decision that you made. You know, you got to deal with, hey, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was, you know, and that will humble you and then it will make you work harder too. 
That's a good point. Um, I would say no. I mean, I'm just like, I, I know that you might need the player to come back, and that's been the case in every instance. I mean, UTEP didn't go out and recruit a lot of the receivers that they could have this offseason. Uh, they didn't get a lot of the splash signees that they wanted maybe as a receiver. Not a lot of newcomers as far as receivers go on this squad right now. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't have a lot of options at that spot in particular. So when you're uh, you know, being specific about this wide receiver spot, they needed Tyron Smith. They needed Gavin Hardison. I mean, they needed both of these guys to be great this year. And uh, for Gavin Hardison, he's dealing with an injury. For Tyron Smith, he dealt with a hamstring injury, uh, but might look to redshirt even if he's back you know, next year. That just might be the reality for somebody like Tyron Smith. So uh, his second point, Patrick's second point, he talked about Gavin Hardison free reign. Look, they didn't go out and recruit a lot, uh, another quarterback. That's the bottom line. That's how I look at it. Winding things up here on Minor Talk. We are presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. UTEP falls in the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10. Aggies come out on top, 28-7 over the Miners. If you'd like to duck in a late, late, late phone call, now's the time to do it. 915-505-6009 along with Sal Montes, Jason Craig, I'm Adrian Broaddus. Uh, let's get to some awards, guys. I know we hate giving awards when uh, UTEP loses, and it's even harder when they lose in this way. But there were some bright spots, and uh, we could talk about first our Stanley Steamer, steamroller of the game. In this one, you know, you could look on the defensive side of the ball and give it to a guy who has been an absolute beast over the last two matchups, Kanias Vaughn. Two sacks in this game. He had two sacks in the previous game. This guy is on an absolute tear right now, uh, racking up sacks left and right for the Miners. Kanias Vaughn, only a sophomore for the Miners. He is our Stanley Steamer, steamroller of the game. And by the way, Stanley Steamer proudly provides professional cleaning services here in El Paso. They're locally owned and in the surrounding communities. They started back in 1947. Stanley Steamer has served homes and businesses across the country, trusted by generations to clean your carpet, clean your air ducts, clean your hardwood, tile, grout, area rugs, and more. They make it easy to schedule a cleaning with their online instant quote tool and their 24-7 availability. Call them today, 915 915- 591-2905. Literally call them today. Maybe give it like 10 more hours though. 915-591. Maybe just six more hours or something like that. 2905 to visit and or visit their website to book your cleaning with Stanley Steamer today. Uh, let's also talk about, guys, our hot hand of the game. In this one, offensively, uh, UTEP was led by running back Dion Hankins in this matchup. Uh, this man was able to rack up 120 yards on the ground. By the way, his seventh game where Dion Hankins has rushed for over 100 yards on the ground, 16 carries, averaged 7.5 yards per carry, uh, and had that long rush of 54 yards. I was worried about Dion. He came up a little shaky afterward, but then he shook that off, came back in the third quarter, and played pretty well for the Miners. 
Raiders uh, to close this one out. Dion Hankins earning the win supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Only fitting that Dion Hankins gets this because if you uh, know win supply El Paso, you know that Dion Hankins himself is on the ads for win supply El Paso that you might see on TV. Win supply El Paso reminds you that you could stay cool with Master Cool. They are a f- an official distributor of Master Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperatures to finally cool outside. Each Master Cool system is priced lower than the box stores. To find your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That is windsupplyelpaso.com. The new start homes drive of the game, well... Hard to find this one. Not really. It's the only touchdown drive of the game for the Miners. A seven-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that lasted just under four minutes uh, in this one. It was uh, set up by that 54-yard rush by Deion Hankins. Kevin Hurley stepped in as a change-of-pace quarterback and capped off that drive with a one-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, Miners at that point tied the game 7-7. And uh, that was the drive of the game for the Miners. That's presented by our great friends out at New Start Homes. They are the top distributor of local mobile homes, tiny homes, extra spaces for your home. New Start Homes has affordable builds starting at just $75 per square foot. They have a location here in El Paso. And for the Aggie fans who might be listening on their way home, they've got a location out in Las Cruces. I'm talking about New Start Homes. Check them out online, newstarthomes.net, and see their full gallery. Or stop by today, New Start Homes, for a mobile home uh, today. Guys, as we wind it up, we turn the page. We look over to next week. Sam Houston on the road. Wednesday game. It's a week from today. Sam Houston, by the way. Oh, Sal, what happened? Tell me what happened. I I missed it. All I hear is just like madness today because Sam Houston was state was up against Florida International at the very end. They end up blowing this game, losing in double overtime to FIU 33-27. Did you follow this one at all, Sal? No, you know what? I got to be honest. I I saw it at the um, at at the half, I think it was like seventeen to ten. Um, it, or, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the at the wrong one here. Uh, let me go ahead and, and change this. But no, I saw that half basically. I did not watch the game. I was thinking, okay, Sam Houston State probably has a chance here, but what do they lack when it comes to year number one hmm. as a as a FBS member? And yes, here we go. Now I got it pulled up here. It was it was ten ten. It was a deadlock uh, at the half, so not too far off. However, with FIU, I think them. Getting that touchdown, man, when, when it comes to the last five seconds, when it was a 17-7 game or 17-17 game to start the fourth quarter, at that point, Sam Houston had uh, outscored them by 10 in the um, in the fourth quarter, but just ultimately did not did not get it done when it mattered the most. And Chase Gabriel gets it done 36 yards out. And they did this. Check it out, Adrian. 10 plays. And only took off a minute and 14 wow. seconds. 10 plays for FIU. It's um, I, I don't understand how Sam Houston was able to blow this game, but I think it's just that lack of experience at the uh, FBS level. Other, uh, other things to mention from this one, another loss for Sam Houston State. They are 0-7. They have losses to Jacksonville State, which was an overtime loss as well, 35-28. They lose again tonight uh, in double overtime, 33-27. Just difficult for this team to win games. They've lost a, a single score game to Liberty. That was on the road. That was a devastating loss 
loss as well. 10-point loss to Air Force, who is now ranked right now. 14-0 loss at BYU. That one was close, and then they just couldn't score any points and win that game. And then two weeks ago in Las Cruces, they lose by two touchdowns to New Mexico State. So there you go for Sam Houston State. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, I've watched this team way too many times on uh, weeknight action, <laughs> admittedly so, and they're a bad team. I mean, I'll just say it like that. But I also think that UTEP's a bad team, so there you go. I mean, take it for what it's worth. Um, UTEP's just not on the right you know, par is where they, they expected to be at this point um, You know, before the season started. So next week we're going to see the, two of the worst teams in Conference USA. I'm not saying two of uh, the absolute worst teams, but two – of some of the worst teams in, in conference you say they'll go at it next week sam houston state will host it and that will be a wednesday kickoff earlier sal six o'clock so maybe we won't get out at uh 113 maybe we'll just be out at midnight or something like that yeah maybe not 113 probably you know 1259 there you go something <laughs> like that uh hey i uh, also want to mention a couple other quick storylines uh we talked about the excellent student section we talked about the blue helmets we did not talk about this one, and I think you'll like this story, Sal. Wes Stansberry. How about this yes, story? I saw that. That's awesome. This is a great story right here. Ed Stansberry, f- friend of the program, El Paso legend. Uh, he, I mean, wh- what what can we say about him? He is the uh, he he owns Stansberry Certified. He is on the KTSM nine overtime team. He is uh, a part of the El Paso um, Athletic Hall of Fame. He is an NFL alumni. UCLA football and track and field alumni and he is on the Sunbolt board of advice man I'm reeling off like this whole resume and I'm about to talk about his son who by the way is in eighth grade is already taller than uh, Ed Stansberry will graduate from Haskins uh, middle school this year or I should say in 2024 and today he got an offer from UTEP as an eighth grader this is uh, and and you know Ed Stansberry, five star prospect coming out of high school, Irvin High School graduate, was one of the best ever as far as recruits to come out of the city of El Paso. His son Wes Stansberry received his first offer from UTEP today, and people might just shrug it off and say, "Hey, this doesn't mean much," but I think it does. I think it's uh, significant. An eighth grader right here getting offered uh, to UTEP class of twenty twenty eight is what he would be. Wow. 28, that's crazy. Just thinking of it that far Kindergarten ahead. for Samir at, at 2028, <laughs> huh? So, no what do you think, huh? Hey, bring it on, man. <laughs> I'm all in. You're all stressy. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm all in again. Oh, man. Uh, Wes Stansberry, congratulations yeah. to you. Congratulations to the whole Stansberry family. And good job by UTEP for doing this. Uh, and, and uh, you know, recognizing that they've got a good young talent here in El Paso. They've whiffed on other local great talents here in El Paso. And to get on Wes Stansberry early, uh, I think that's a proactive move that, that that hopefully will benefit UTEP down the line. But nonetheless, great look for UTEP. And it's a testament to Wes Stansberry. He's a baller. And uh, I'm super happy for yeah. him. Can't wait to see how his high school uh, career kicks off yeah. next year so no, i'll be definitely excited. you'd step first to to get in on the party uh but i think there's going to be a long list oh, of schools yes sir. wanting this guy to to join their program but i'm excited to see uh you know the the high school career come to fruition and you know lead to a path that is going to be successful and shout out to the stansbury family as well just a bunch of uh, a great bunch of people there so uh ed you're the man
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> I echo that uh, sentiments right there, Sal. Hey, that'll do it for us. That's going to wind us up here on the show. For Sal Montes, for Jason Craig, for Zegalindo, for Steve Kaplowitz, I'm Adrian Broadus. Thank you so much to everybody for listening to Minor Talk. Thanks for hanging with us late on this edition of Minor Talk. New Mexico State defeats UTEP 28-7 in the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10. We'll be back next week here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Winding things up here on Minor Talk. We are presented by the Oscar ID at the Agency. UTEP falls in the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10. Aggies come out on top 28-7 over the Miners. If you'd like to duck in a late, late, late phone call, now's the time to do it. 915-505-6009 along with Sal Montes, Jason Craig. I'm Adrian Broaddus. Uh, let's get to some awards, guys. I know we hate giving awards when uh, UTEP loses, and it's even harder when they lose in this way. But there were some bright spots, and uh, we could talk about first our Stanley Steamer, steamroller of the game. In this one, you know, you could look on the defensive side of the ball and give it to a guy who has been an absolute beast over the last two matchups, Kanias Vaughn. Two sacks in this game. He had two sacks in the previous game. This guy is on an absolute tear right now, uh, racking up sacks left and right for the Miners. Kanias Vaughn, only a sophomore for the Miners. He is our Stanley Steamer, steamroller of the game. And by the way, Stanley Steamer proudly provides professional cleaning services here in El Paso. They're locally owned and in the surrounding communities. They started back in 1947. Stanley Steamer has served homes and businesses across the country, trusted by generations to clean your carpet, clean your air ducts, clean your hardwood, tile, grout, area rugs, and more. They make it easy to schedule a cleaning with their online instant quote tool and their 24-7 availability. Call them today, 915 and 591-2905. Literally call them today. Maybe give it like 10 more hours though. 915-591. Maybe just six more hours or something like that. 2905 to visit and or visit their website to book your cleaning with Stanley Steamer today. Uh, let's also talk about, guys, our hot hand of the game. In this one, offensively, uh, UTEP was led by running back Dion Hankins in this matchup. Uh, this man was able to rack up 120 yards on the ground. By the way, his seventh game where Dion Hankins has rushed for over 100 yards on the ground, 16 carries, averaged 7.5 yards per carry, uh, and had that long rush of 54 yards. I was worried about Dion. He came up a little shaky afterward, but then he shook that off, came back in the third quarter, and played pretty well for the Miners. Uh, to close this one out. Dion Hankins earning the Wind Supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Only fitting that Dion Hankins gets this because if you uh, know Wind Supply El Paso, you know that Dion Hankins himself is on the ads for Wind Supply El Paso that you might see on TV. Wind Supply El Paso reminds you that you could stay cool with Master Cool. They are a f- an official distributor of Master, C- Master Cool evaporative coolers, and they don't want you to sweat it out while you wait for the temperatures to finally cool 
outside. Each Master Cool system is priced lower than the box stores. To find your nearest Master Cool dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. That is windsupplyelpaso.com. The new Start Homes drive of the game, well... Hard to find this one. Not really. It's the only touchdown drive of the game for the Miners. A seven-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that lasted just under four minutes uh, in this one. It was uh, set up by that 54-yard rush by Deion Hankins. Kevin Hurley stepped in as a change-of-pace quarterback and capped off that drive with a one-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, Miners at that point tied the game 7-7. And uh, that was the drive of the game for the Miners. That's presented by our great friends out at New Start Homes. They are the top distributor of local mobile homes, tiny homes, extra spaces for your home. New Start Homes has affordable builds starting at just $75 per square foot. They have a location here in El Paso. And for the Aggie fans who might be listening on their way home, they've got a location out in Las Cruces. I'm talking about New Start Homes. Check them out online, newstarthomes.net, and see their full gallery. Or stop by today, New Start Homes, for a mobile home uh, today. Guys, as we wind it up, we turn the page. We look over to next week. Sam Houston on the road. Wednesday game. It's a week from today. Sam Houston, by the way. Oh, Sal, what happened? Tell me what happened. I I missed it. All I hear is just like madness today because Sam Houston was state was up against Florida International at the very end. They end up blowing this game, losing in double overtime to FIU 33-27. Did you follow this one at all, Sal? No. You know what? I got to be honest. I I saw it at the um, at the half i think it was like 17 to 10 um it, or i'm sorry i'm looking at the at the wrong one here uh, let me go ahead and, and change this but no i saw that half basically i did not watch the game i was thinking okay sam houston state probably has a chance here but what do they lack when it comes to year number one hmm. as a as a fbs member and yes here we go now i got it pulled up here it was it was 10 10 it was a deadlock uh, at the half so not too far off however with fiu i think them getting that touchdown man when, when it comes to the last five seconds when it was a 17-7 game or 17-17 game to start the fourth quarter at that point Sam Houston had uh, outscored them by 10 in the um in the fourth quarter but just ultimately did not did not get it done when it mattered the most and Chase Gabriel gets it done 36 yards out and they did this check it out Adrian 10 plays and only took off a minute and 14 wow. seconds 10 plays for FIU it's um uh, I don't understand how Sam Houston was able to blow this game, but I think it's just that lack of experience at the uh, FBS level. Other uh, other things to mention from this one, another loss for Sam Houston State. They're 0-7. They have losses to Jacksonville State, which was an overtime loss as well, 35-28. They lose again tonight uh, in double overtime, 33-27. Just difficult for this team to win games. They've lost a, a single score game to Liberty. That was on the road. That was a devastating loss. Loss as well, ten point loss to Air Force, who is now ranked right now. Fourteen nothing loss at BYU. That one was close, and then they just couldn't score any points and win that game. And then two weeks ago in Las Cruces, they lose by two touchdowns to New Mexico State. So there you go for Sam Houston State. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, I've watched this team 
way too many times on uh, weeknight action, <laughs> admittedly so, and they're a bad team. I mean, I'll just say it like that. But I also think that UTEP's a bad team. So there you go. I mean, take it for what it's worth. Um, UTEP's just not on the right, you know, par is where they, they expected to be at this point, um, you know, before the season started. So next week we're going to see the two of the worst teams in Conference USA. I'm not saying two of uh, the absolute worst teams, but two – of some of the worst teams in, in conference you say they'll go at it next week sam houston state will host it and that will be a wednesday kickoff earlier sal six o'clock so maybe we won't get out at uh 113 maybe we'll just be out at midnight or something like that yeah maybe not 113 probably you know 1259 there you go something <laughs> like that uh hey uh also want to mention a couple other quick storylines uh we talked about the excellent student section we talked about the blue helmets we did not talk about this one, and I think you'll like this story, Sal. Wes Stansberry. How about this yes, story? I saw that. That's awesome. This is a great story right here. Ed Stansberry, f- friend of the program, El Paso legend. Uh, he, I mean, wh- what what can we say about him? He is the uh, he he owns Stansberry Certified. He is on the KTSM Nine Overtime team. He is uh, a part of the El Paso um, Athletic Hall of Fame. He is an NFL alumni. UT, UCLA football and track and field alumni, and he is on the Sunbolt Board of Advice. Man, I, I'm reeling off like this whole resume, and we're, I'm about to talk about his son, who, by the way, is in eighth grade, is already taller than uh, Ed Stansberry, will graduate from Haskins High, uh, Middle School this year, or I should say in 2024, and today he got an offer from UTEP as an eighth grader. This is uh, and and you know Ed Stansberry, five star prospect coming out of high school, Irvin High School graduate, was one of the best ever as far as recruits to come out of the city of El Paso. His son Wes Stansberry received his first offer from UTEP today, and people might just shrug it off, say, "Hey, this doesn't mean much," but I think it does. I think it's uh, significant. An eighth grader right here getting offered uh, to UTEP class of twenty twenty eight is what he would be. Wow. 28, that's crazy. Just thinking of it that far. Kindergarten for Samir at, at 2028, <laughs> huh? So, no what do you think, huh? Hey, bring it on, man. <laughs> I'm all in. You're all stressy. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm all in again. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Wes Stansberry, congratulations yeah. to you. Congratulations to the whole Stansberry family, and good job by UTEP for doing this. Uh, and and uh, you know, recognizing that they've got a good young talent here in El Paso, they've whiffed on other local great talents here in El Paso, and to get on Wes Stansberry early, uh, I think that's a proactive move that, that that hopefully will benefit UTEP down the line. But nonetheless, great look for UTEP, and it's a testament to Wes Stansberry. He's a baller, and uh, I'm super happy for yeah. him. Can't wait to see how his high school uh, career kicks off yeah. next year so no, i'll be definitely you step first to to get in on the party uh but i think there's going to be a long list oh, of schools yes sir. wanting this guy to to join their program but i'm excited to see uh you know the the high school career come to fruition and you know lead to a path that is going to be successful and shout out to the stansbury family as well just a bunch of uh, a great bunch of people there so uh ed you're the man yeah, I, I agree with you there. I echo that uh, sentiments right there, Sal. Hey, that'll do it for us. That's going to wind us up here on the show. For Sal Montes, for Jason Craig, for Zegalindo, for Steve Kaplowitz, I'm Adrian Broadus. Thank you so much to everybody for listening to Minor Talk. Thanks for hanging with us late 
on this edition of Minor Talk. New Mexico State defeats UTEP 28-7 in the 100th edition of the Battle of I-10. We'll be back next week here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.